Today we sit down with our very own Hannah, who contracted COVID-19, is going to tell us about The Wire and her experiences on another episode of Give Me Some Truth. Welcome to Give Me Some Truth. We have an interesting episode today because I feel like we're here with a local celebrity right now because so many people do not know anyone that have gone through this experience. And today we get to sit down with Hannah and she gets to tell us about how this all shook out for herself. But I'll let the cat right out of the bag. Hannah had, I'm going to say the, because I want to say it. Hannah had the COVID. And so now we get to go through your journey and how awful it actually was. So let's sit down and start from the beginning, Hannah. Uh, how did you go about contracting COVID-19? Oh man, man, I sure did have the COVID. Uh, well, um, I guess right when things started, uh, kind of getting scary in the U S with COVID and people like, you know, stopped traveling, uh, people were still going into work though. None of the stay home orders have been issued quite yet. Um, I got a call that my dad was in the hospital and I had to get down to South Carolina ASAP um, or else like I might not see him again. So I just kind of said, whatever, I'm getting on a plane, I'll wear a mask. Um, And things seemed to be pretty fine. Um, I didn't really have anyone sitting around me on the plane. The airport was pretty vacant (laughs) at this point. Uh, I go down there. Um, I'm only able to see my dad a few times. Uh, before the hospitals stop allowing visitors at all. And at that point, I fly back to Wisconsin because I want to get here before, like, you know, whatever other stay-home orders were issued at that point. Um, Tony Evers' order hadn't been issued yet, but um, I know I was I was weirdly concerned about not being able to, like, get back home. And well, yeah, just... because there, it was a very real possibility at that time that you could have just gotten stuck there yeah and I'm, I'm not trying to be uh you know stuck in townville south carolina for for weeks on end uh and and also my dad um has has made a great recovery and he's doing really well so uh that that's no longer a concern which, which is fantastic but uh on the way back up here i suspect is is when i contracted the covid i i had to be in three airports uh so you know, could have happened anywhere in, in that time frame. And I think it was in that time frame because five days after I got off the plane, um, I I suddenly had a fever, uh, as did my partner, Evan. So, uh, yep. Right, Maybe right around day. the incubation there, you know, um, pretty, pretty much spot on. Yep. Oh, you know, spot on to the five day average uh, that it takes people to, uh, to, to incubate the dreaded COVID. So, so just to go back now, you had like a nice, like they gave you a nice mask. Yeah. You well, know, <laughs> I actually got smuggled one by a nurse in the parking lot when I told her I had to get on a plane. Like I was given an N95 by this nurse. Uh, but, but, but yeah, uh, got the COVID and, um, I only, I only realized that I had a fever actually, um, when I was working from home, by the way, I, I did not go anywhere and spread the COVID in between the plane and realizing I had it mostly because uh, when I begged you guys to let me come into the office, you very wisely told me, no, stay home for the next two weeks. 
<laughs> work yeah, from home. Fourteen day quarantine that was required <laughs> when you came back, as this whole thing was exploding in front of us. And you're like, "Can I please come back to the office?" And we were like, uh, "Hard no, Hannah." Yeah. <laughs> so I know you picked up your laptop, and that was it. That was that was it. And, and I, <laughs> then you I got was, a fever. Yes, and I, I I'm so glad that I did take you know the threat of contagion seriously. Uh, like when I came into the office to grab. Uh, my monitor, uh, you know, there were, there was much hand sanitizing. I didn't touch anything. I got out of there. Um, I, I, there was also one close call when I, uh, I dropped off some food because while I was down in South Carolina, of course, Mitch and his lovely wife were having a baby, uh, which was wonderful news to hear in the midst of all, like, you know, the bad news we were getting. Uh, so when I came back up, I just wanted to, you know, drop off like a nice, a nice breakfast for them. Uh, but when I did the contact free takeout, I, I wore gloves and, uh, was very obsessive and didn't go in his house and just dropped it off for him. Uh, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm just, I'm so grateful that I did not give Mitch and his family and newborn baby COVID. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I, I did probably give it to my boyfriend, uh, cause we got it at exactly the same time. And, uh, yeah. And then. Then it was on. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you did. I think it's safe to say that you gave it to Evan. You know, I, I think that there's some some at least a little bit more than circumstantial evidence at this point. <laughs> you know, he's he, he's been um, you know, very very generous about it and said, you know, I could have picked it up anywhere here. Maybe I gave it to you. <laughs> it's nice. Man. He's a keeper. Right. Like what what a what a kind benefit of the doubt. Uh, to, to extend to me who had just gotten off of two planes. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I totally got COVID from those airports or planes and, and then gave it to him. Uh, well, you did mention to me that your, your mask compliance was not a hundred percent. So, you know, is, there's that. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be real with you. Uh, wearing an N95 constantly while in airports and, and on planes, uh, those masks are very serious. <laughs> uh, it makes you kind of feel like you can't totally breathe. And uh, if you have them, I highly recommend wearing them if you're going out in public. Um, I got a little cavalier. No one was sitting around me. I took it off for a little bit, and uh, that was a mistake. A total rubble. Yeah. And uh... Pr- proceeded to not be able to breathe so well for several weeks. So, you know, wish I had uh, just suffered through an extra 30 minutes. Have you seen the meme with the lady? They're talking about like COVID idiots, which I think is hilarious. And mm-hmm. where she actually cut the middle of the mask out. Oh, God. Have you seen that meme? Yes. <laughs> it's so great. She, and it, and it's she decided she couldn't breathe very well. So she cut a hole in the middle of the mask. I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh, it's oh, so great. Oh, God. It's so terrible. And the thing is, like, wearing those masks, I, I know it's so uncomfortable, but my, my COVID experience and Evan's, like, it was so bad. Like it was like over three weeks of like daily high fevers of, uh, feeling like I wasn't like getting all the air that I needed. My lungs feeling burny and, um, like, you know, getting out of breath, just walking across my apartment. Um, yeah, it was by far the sickest I've ever been. Definitely the sickest Evan's ever been. Um, it is, it is not the flu and it is totally worthy of, uh, you know, wearing a mask if that keeps you from getting it. Oh, that's amazing. And 
So you, you said, I know you shared with me when we were kind of communicating back and forth that it felt like your limbs were heavy and just weird symptoms. Uh, Super you, you weird. were just like just waves like the flu times of fever. The flu. Oh. Yeah, I, I had, um, I guess my, my doctor called it a bouncing fever, which is apparently pretty common. Like my fever would go up pretty high and uh, then it would come down to be, like back to normal. And I'd be so excited. I, I would think that I was finally done with like this awful ordeal. And uh, then like, you know, a day later or 30 minutes later, it would bounce right up to like 103. And uh, I, I like, wouldn't even notice it until I was so tired and felt so bad. I was like, what's wrong with me? And, uh, you know, grab my thermometer and, oh, okay, this is what's wrong with me. Got it. So... When you were going through that whole process, did you ever have your fever break? I mean, several times. I feel like feel like there were like maybe four or five times when I thought that it was like done. I thought I thought the fever had broken finally, um, and I, I felt like you know okay for you know a few minutes or a few hours, and uh, then it would just ramp all back up again and kind of dash my hopes, which was rough to like experience over and over again but it's yeah, gotta be mentally the... fatiguing i know you kept communicating with us and telling us like we check in with you or at least one of us would check in with you every single day pretty much and and it was a similar story like i feel better today and, you know mm-hmm. a couple exclamation points i really want to work and it's like <laughs> just take it easy just take it easy i know you want to like get back to some normal and then we wouldn't hear from you the rest of the day. And then it was like, Hannah, how are you doing today? And it was like, well, yesterday my <laughs> limbs felt horrible and I spiked up to 103 and a half fever. And then I decided I shouldn't do anything the rest of the day. <laughs> but at least you got to see a new TV series. It, it is true. Uh, I got to watch all of Evan's favorite show of all time, The Wire. Uh, and that was fun to to text you guys about. Uh, I was actually I was I was looking through uh, the the text that you were sending me during during my COVID adventure, and I saw one that I sent to you on March thirty first, uh, which was that I just half slept for more than a day, and I look like the ghost of that poisoned girl in the Sixth Sense, but it looks like my fever finally broke and my brain works again, so I'm pretty stoked to actually do things. Praise hands. <laughs> and uh yeah lol yeah and then that, that what, two days later broken. going i feel horrible oh literally like the next day i see this um <laughs> let's see yep and then the next day lunchtime uh yeah i say that uh yep i crashed and the temp was 102.9 yep <laughs> so so by yeah. far the worst i mean illness you've ever had virus flu nothing is even close right i think you said you had what mono before i've been mono before too mono was pretty bad but oh yeah way worse huh yeah uh so much worse than mono so much worse than pneumonia like pneumonia times the flu uh then times the flu again just uh yeah unbelievably bad really like i was i was shaking sometimes like uncontrollably which was interesting uh yeah and yeah, it, it's really strange to be watching Bubbles on the Wire, uh, who's going through like heroin withdrawal, and I'm like, oh, I look just like Bubbles going through heroin. 
with Rob right now. One of my favorite characters. He was awesome. Such a great character. Yes. Uh, I was so happy that he didn't die. Yeah, I mean, he had incredible longevity. Yeah, uh, I, I, I what he put ex- his body through. I just I kept on expecting them to rip my heart out by killing him, and they didn't. And uh, yeah, big thanks to the folks who made the wire. Uh, and all of my fever dreams were set in Baltimore. Uh, so, yeah, thanks, David Simon. He really. Uh... My dad was in law enforcement for his whole career. Uh, he was a he he worked for the Treasury Department. He was a criminal investigator, and he actually spent a little bit of time in Baltimore. I think he did some training there. Yeah. And he actually said that the wire was incredibly accurate, at least in, I think, you know, like the first season when they introduced it, I know they were really trying to stay, you know, gritty and real and raw. And it did kind of morph later into probably a little bit more nonsensical territory, you know, it became a little bit more expanded as far as the story. But he said like the first season was, was kind of spot on. And I thought that was just an amazing show. It was just really well done. Yeah. David Simon was a, was like a crime reporter for the Baltimore sun, right? Before I think you're right. Yeah. did that show. Yeah. yeah. It was God. That show was so great. I, I've been uh, delaying watching the show. Everyone told me was the greatest show ever made uh for years and you know i i regret it almost as much as i regret taking off that mask for a few minutes <laughs> <laughs> well see that all led you to that and now you know you've got a great COVID story and then you know you, you've watched the wire so you know yeah. i would say that that's you know it doesn't make up for the fact that she went through one of the most horrible experiences of your entire life but you know it's steeled you now hannah but and now and- you know what can be worse <laughs> And really, like, uh, I'm I'm feeling just super grateful uh, that I'm fine. Evan's fine. Uh, you guys didn't fire me, and everyone was really great. So, you know, a well, lot and of your people... dad recovered too, right? Yeah. I mean, oh my god. Yeah, that great. was the that was the big thing. Uh, yeah. Knowing that I just, you know, if things did go downhill, I couldn't go back to South Carolina. Like, um, yeah, that was rough too. But I'm I'm so glad that, you know that didn't have to happen. So yeah. <laughs> what kind of employer would fire you? By the way? Hey, I mean, the bar is really low there. I mean, come on. Like, well, I mean, we're not, not going to fire you. But I mean, so, so many people have like lost their jobs over the past couple of months. Like, you know, and, and a lot of those people were totally healthy and able to work all the time and didn't like, you know, uh, just disappear for a day because they were uh, fever dreaming the whole time. Uh, Baltimore dreams. That's so, that's fair, I guess. Yeah, you know, uh, that was never a consideration of ours uh, <laughs> ever. So, well, thank you, you very know, much. <laughs> oh man. Well, I mean, as far as COVID goes, do you have any like? How does your view change when we look at all the other people out there and we talk about social distancing and everything? And now that you've had it, I mean, do you have advice or do you have some, a few things, observations maybe that, that you have about it? Uh, yeah. I mean, like, I hope if people are going out that they're checking their temperatures every day, like I didn't notice that I had a fever really until, uh, Evan, you know, like was feeling really bad. I think he's, he's more in touch with his body than I am with, with mine. Like I'm just like up in my head, like la 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 la, just putting pillows in my chair. Cause I'm so uncomfortable sitting in it and not putting the pieces together. Like, Oh no, my body is super physically like uncomfortable 
because I, I'm sick. So instead I just like looked at my uh, chair after I realized I had a fever and like, oh yeah, I had to stuff two chairs onto my like velvet office chair just to be able to sit down today. And I, I didn't connect the dots that maybe I was sick. <laughs> uh, oh, man. So, so yeah, like just stay on top of it. Check your temp. Uh, that's the best way to see if, if you're sick. Um, with the saying, unfortunately, like it can creep up on you in all kinds of ways. Evan started having like a little bit of a sore throat first. Um, so, so yeah, be, be vigilant. Uh, and if you do get it, uh, unfortunately, you know, unless, unless you're having trouble breathing. And as the nurse said to me, when you can't take it anymore, you can come in, (laughs) but yeah. But, but until then, um, yeah, you just kind of have to write it out, take that Tylenol and, uh, yeah, just keep, keep on eating food and drinking water. No, I think that's one of the big things. People get really dehydrated too. I heard that. Yeah. I mean, I can only imagine that, you know, with you having a fever that high, you had to be dehydrated almost all the time. And I was also always hungry. (laughs) Really? <laughs> yeah, I was so hungry, but I I feel like every time I ever get a fever, I just want to like eat constantly. Uh, but but yeah, like you should you should see my eat street history from uh, a few weeks ago. It was insane. <laughs> uh, so funny. so many noodles, so many dumplings. Well, I mean, it's not like you're going to go make your own food when you have a 103 degree temperature. I mean, that's the last thing you probably want to do is get into a hot kitchen and, you know, make some pasta for yourself, some nice hot boiling water and all that. Man, at that point, we were so incapable of like just fending for ourselves. Like we were just like melted onto the couch, essentially. I mean, I, I really did watch the entire series, The Wire. Like I didn't watch one season. Like we both just laid there and just let it play. Like, uh, and, and normally like, you know, we can't watch like two shows of something back to back without getting like antsy and need to move around and do things. Like we were down for the count, like watching a season a day. Wow. Well, and two, I know that now if you're presenting symptoms, it's a lot easier to get a test for you. You never even got tested. Evan, Evan did get tested. He was positive. But you never even got to a test point because they said basically like, hey, there's no reason to test you. Yeah. That's just weird. Dumbfounding to me. Yeah. I mean, it it is kind of frustrating just because, you know, you like you want the count to be accurate of like who has it, where did they get it from? Like you want you want to see contact tracing and all the stuff happening so that we can like, you know, get open again and uh, figure out who's sick and who's not. Uh, but yeah, when I had it, uh, I was being told, uh, by the UW health, uh, COVID hotline (laughs) and, and all the five nurses working that, that, um, you know, UW as a system only had the capability to process a hundred tests a day. So, you know, those tests aren't going to like younger, otherwise healthy people, um, that aren't at a high risk of, you know, dying from the virus. Like those, those tests have to be triaged for like the sickest people and the people in the most danger. So yeah, I, I understand why I didn't get tested, but it was really frustrating at the time to like have all of these symptoms. <laughs> you know, like the second, um, like things started to taste strange and, uh, I wasn't really like smelling a whole lot. I was like, Oh, Hmm. Yeah. But they still won't test me. <laughs> well, and you did have the taste thing. Yeah. I had a little bit of that. 
I'm mostly thankful that uh, uh, neither Evan uh, nor I had the COVID toes, the dreaded COVID toes. That's more of a kid symptom from my understanding. Oh, really? It looks kind of gross. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not cool. Man, COVID-19 is so strange. Like just the, we were having so much trouble sleeping and like so many strange, strange dreams. Like it really did just, it has like a mystical quality almost like where will it manifest? Will you have a fever today? Is it done? Nope. Well, let's hope that your antibodies just last for forever, Hannah. I mean, I think you put in your time. <laughs> you you fought the COVID beast. You won. And Oops. now you should be presented with, you know, no COVID reinteractions ever again. <laughs> like three weeks is enough. Honestly, I like, I really hope that I can like, you know, donate some some uh convalescent plasma or something um no one's no one's even reached out to me about that from the hospital system well it's because but, uh, you didn't test positive it's this whole like uh, yeah. loop right they, yeah they would have to test you make sure that you have antibodies then they have to make sure the antibodies are strong enough probably and then you could probably do that but i i agree with you i mean that would be great yeah well maybe we'll Evan. see what happens yeah yeah yeah. I should I should send him in, uh, get that convalescent plasma uh, out to all the Walkner Cottage folks. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I, I would love that, but you know, <laughs> I, I don't know if I could I could take that in good uh, in good faith, considering I think there are a lot of other people out there that could probably use that more than I. For sure, but um, yeah, well, you know, let's hope for a vaccine in twenty twenty. That's right. That would be wonderful. I mean, there's a lot of good things going on there, you know, as far as the vaccine development and the rapid uh, testing that they're doing on that. And they're already in phase two with, I think, one of the vaccines. So I don't know, maybe, maybe we're having something in 2020. That would be the fastest ever, I think, for any vaccine. Yeah. Well, let's hope it, let's let's hope it works out. And uh, in the meantime, I guess, uh, learn, learn from my example and uh, be ever vigilant like the guys at Walkner Condon who very smartly did not let me come in. <laughs> Wash your hands, uh, <laughs> use hand sanitizer and uh, socially distance where, where <laughs> applicable. So yeah. Yep. Well, Hannah, thanks for sharing your story. You didn't have to, obviously. So, you know, we appreciate you sharing it to everyone because I think it's, uh, you know, it's just a public health initiative to just let everybody know and take you through your journeys. So Thanks for being so transparent about everything. And thanks for joining us on another episode of Give Me Some Truth. And we'll catch you guys later. services are offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the states of Wisconsin and Texas. Clint Walkner, Nate Condon, Jonathan Jordan, and Mitch DeWitt are investment advisor representatives of Walkner Condon. Guests on the podcast are not registered, and their participation in the podcast are limited to unregistered activities and will not be providing any advice that is investment-related, nor should any comments that guests make should be construed as giving investment advice. 
Content should not be viewed as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned or as legal or tax advice. You should always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, is not engaged in the practice of law. Whenever you invest, you are at risk of loss of principal as the market does fluctuate. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires a review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizon. Investing always involves risk and possible loss of capital. Long-term care, estate planning, insurance products, and tax advice are not offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC. Walkner Condon works on a best efforts basis and does not guarantee any results. Past performance does not represent future results. Please see walknercondon.com for additional disclosures.